Welcome back, everyone, to the Vibrant Family Podcast and PT. Yes, we are today have a very, um, I, 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 I'm excited about today's topic because I want to touch on the sermon series that Pastor Hanley has been leading us on to. And he started with 1 Peter 4 last week. And I've been reading through that passage, so I'm excited to talk about that today. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's a, a short two-week sermon arc. Uh, but I appreciate how it's intentionally crafted with our congregation in mind so that we can continue to be a church family that is thriving even as sojourners, even in the midst of lockdown while we're, we're preparing to regather. Yeah, so one of the verses that really jumped out as me as, uh, at me when I was reading this is in um, verse 11. It says, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in mm -hmm. order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Serve mm -hmm. as by the strength that God supplies. What implied in that is that we have to serve one another, not by our own strength, but by the strength that God supplies so that God will be glorified through Jesus Christ. So I think, I, I, you know, PT, I think a lot of the stuff that I do, I serve pretty much within my own comfort zone where I'm not really needing to draw on the strength that God supplies me with. Yes, uh, the regular stuff, yes, God gives me generally the health that I have in order to be able to serve. But to be honest, I serve within my comfort zone where I'm not really stretching to have to pull on God's strength. Yeah, so this verse seems to point to a greater source of strength, doesn't it? That it's ultimately God that gives us what we need, even if we don't feel like it's what we have or it's not something that maybe we're sure is a strength of ours, but God will always supply what his people need in order to serve him and to serve one another. I think especially in this, our safe at home COVID situation now, I'm thinking that it provides some opportunities for us to serve beyond our comfort zone. Maybe this is an opportunity that, of course, obviously we've never faced this before, and so what are some unique ways that maybe God is saying, hey, you can still serve, but you need extra strength because this is not something that you normally do? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, what comes to mind, especially since we're in this season of reopening, is just simply that our church family and our church as a spiritual family can be thinking about ways in which we can reach and bless the community. Now, when I'm saying that, it probably doesn't sound that strange to you because that's why the relief team was formed that during this time of need, whether it's material needs or maybe even relational needs and ways in which people need support and encouragement and help, that if people contact the relief team, that they're going to do their best to supply people and provide for needs. But this is now going to be something that would be amplified even more as we're going back to our community, going back to our neighborhood. Things are not going to be the way that they were before. Maybe in the past we thought, you know what, if our church was buzzing and we were active and alive that people will just know that we're there and you know that's enough but now after all these months of lockdown and all these months of struggling and still struggling with covid we need to be thinking about how we could be intentionally reaching our neighbors and while we're going to talk about this on a relief team as well we want this to be something that our entire church family is taking to heart how can we reach and bless our neighbors yeah, and definitely like what Pastor Albert always tells us, beyond the four walls. Mm. And we have to go, we have to go beyond the four walls. We have no choice. We are beyond the four walls. 
and how that changes for us going forward. I'm excited to see how the relief team is in some ways leading us in that effort. So maybe we can talk about that next time because I think that's a bigger topic as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, how about maybe then in our homes then? Because guess what? With the extending of the lockdown in many capacities and in many venues, this is impacting us quite a bit. What do you think, Katie? Yeah, you know, now that uh, we know that children are going to be starting school online, even some college students will not be going back to the campus. So you've got your adult children, college students staying home and maybe even adult children living at home, working from home. And so now um, there are just so many things to consider in the long term. Before we thought maybe it's just short term. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll ride through it. But now it's not something just to ride through. This is something that we need to sort of frame in a way that how can we serve and structure our family with the strength that God supplies? Because this is beyond our own strength. This is like, this is not going away. We're not just riding it out until September when kids go back to school. Now now we're going to go have to do this a little longer. What does it mean to now um, disciple our family, structure our family in such a way? What do you think? As you're bringing this up, Katie, um, Maybe our listeners, our viewers might be thinking, wait, didn't we talk about this a few months back when the lockdown started? Absolutely, we did. We talked about this. We spent a few weeks on this. But you know what? Maybe many of us thought, you know what? This would just be over with soon. That school would start. Work would go back to normal. All of the venues would be open. All of their classes would be available. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. You know, I've heard all of this stuff about, you know, family as church, disciple making in the home. But you know what? Let's just see what happens. But then now, several months in, and there's no shame to you guys, and no, even for my own family, there's certainly habits and schedules and things that have built up. Some are good and helpful. Others are not. And so we want to revisit this topic again, especially now, so that we are able to reopen and regather, but not forget our family. Well, maybe it's time for another reset, PT. You know, when COVID first started, everybody's like, oh, this is like a reset, right? You dropped everything, and now we're going to go back to the pure family time. You know, dinner at home, you can't go out. Yeah. But now it's kind of like maybe, I don't know what it looks like now, but maybe now it's time for another reset, you know, because of our sinful nature just drives us towards sin in our family, honestly. But now it's time to reset and maybe say, well, what is it that we need to major in the majors in our family? How can we um, structure our family and disciple our children and serve one another in a way that really gives us another chance now as we start school in August? And how how can we do that now? Well, sometimes when we evaluate our own schedules, whether it's daily or weekly, there's certain things in which we can see that, you know what, that's just not helpful. Uh, That's just uh, too random, or uh, that's just where, you know, it's not uh, predictable, or uh, it's where we're not focusing on the priorities that are good for us, whether in our walks with God, or even priorities that we want our kids to pursue personally. And so I totally hear you on major with the majors, because we need to be able to give grace on the ways in which things have gone so far and recognize that God is gonna keep giving us second chances because we are the primary disciple makers in our home. And so maybe let's talk about some of the things that could be distracting a little bit for us or some of the things that we might be frustrated by 
in the home as we're trying to uh, care for our kids and also build our marriages. Well, one thing I know for sure, even for ourselves with no kids at home, is the lack of discipline in using time. Yeah. You know, the, you don't have to be there at a certain time at a certain place. So one day just rolls into another. And so even my um, quiet time, devotional time, just kind of rolls into, and sometimes it just gets lost in the mix of the day. I think one of the things that we can do with our family is to set up some uh, a schedule. Simple as that, a schedule. And I know that those who homeschool are very good with that because, you know, you have to have a schedule for homeschooling. Otherwise, you think you don't have to go to school at all. So for us, now we're sort of, sort of uh, uh, having such same kind of um, uh, lack of structure that we have to put in our own structure, which is a something that we need to organize our lives in that way. So we just, first of all, to sit down with your family and say, hey, let's put together a schedule that works. Wakes up, wake up at a certain time, uh, lunch at a certain time, studies a certain time, so that it's not like, well, I do whatever I want, I'll just do it later. And this is something that needs to begin in terms of the conversations between husband and wife, between mom and dad. Because one of the things that is uh, usually the case as it relates to kids, especially if they're not seeing things eye to eye with you, or this calls for some change on their part, is that if mom and dad don't agree in the home, then it becomes really easy for anything that you try to do to fall apart. And so even then, if you're talking about major and the majors, it's taking the time to renew that relationship and just that regular conversation with your spouse. Uh, it doesn't always have to be so formal or so technical, or it's not always so administrative. Uh, I mean, what's the fun in that all the time? But it's just being reconnected again for the sake of your family, for the sake of God's glory, which, by the way, is actually the greatest motivation for any of us to align our lives uh, in some way, because we're living for something, we're pursuing something. And if we are Christian parents and primary disciple makers in a home, we're believing that God's glory is the greatest aim and the greatest goal for our short and brief earthly lives. And so we've got to talk about it with each other first. And I do like what you're saying about including and bringing in the family into these conversations, not just laying down the law without reason. But maybe it just needs to begin with some simple and short, but yet clear and to the point conversations with our family. And that definitely takes that extra strength that God supplies. We would rather not have these intentional conversations. Um, I think that, however, this is, like I said, an opportunity because we're at home together, it forces, kind of forces a conversation, forces yeah. the intentionality to have to have these conversations. And, and we can seek God's strength to have those conversations together. And then God will, God will receive the honor as we see him work in our families in that way. Yeah. You know, when we try to do things that, that we believe are honoring to God, but yet we fall short, which is normal, or our kids don't respond, also normal or things that even seem to just work out perfectly on paper or even by arrangement just fall apart. I mean, come on, what is the biggest disruptor ever? COVID. How could you have ever planned for that? There is nobody that's thinking, oh yeah, I had my life planned so that I could include this into it. Nobody. But that's where then we see that we can only be faithful because God is supplying us with strength. We can only persevere because God is gracious and he pursued us first in Christ. We can only dream of any kind of uh, success or any kind of 
uh, fruit because the Holy Spirit is the only one that can change hearts and transform people. And so in trying to do the things that are meaningful and good for our family, we can actually grow closer to our Heavenly Father every day as well. Yeah, and I think it's easy to just pinpoint certain problems. My kid is playing too many video games or they're not, uh, they're not doing anything or they're being too lazy. So sometimes we just like issue by issue, but maybe that reset and is to work together as a family and see how we can come up with solutions together. And, you know, maybe your, your kids are not going to want to sit down with you. I understand that. Yeah. But this is where we need God's strength. You know, this is where we need the opportunity of COVID because you're going to be at home uh, starting school. We have to reset. We have to organize yeah. in some way. Let's sit down and talk about it together. What are the major things? How do we organize and major on the things that God wants us to do as a family? Perhaps part of that is to look outside of our own family. And so maybe your family's doing well and you've got it all set. Maybe start now, it's time to sit down with your family and say, you know, God has blessed us. Um, we are doing good. We've got our school starting and we're ready for it. How can we as a family be on mission together? Yeah. To serve God, others in some way. I don't know. Your family can look at that together and say, hey, what is something that's uniquely your family can do? Yeah, that's such a great suggestion and a great direction to be thinking about. I mean, man, as I'm thinking about the summer, so much of what families could have done together uh, to make disciples locally and globally, we just didn't get a chance to do. Uh, whether it's our uh, long-anticipated vacation Bible school, I know we were excited about it, uh, or just even the normal STMs and the YSMP, all these different opportunities to make disciples, uh, we just didn't get a chance to do it. But guess what? In our family units, there's many ways in which God can still use us. And so we just look forward to then as families be able to contribute to our church family uh, through different ideas and through different ways of reaching people for Christ. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just thinking that I'm sure your children have some non-believing friends. Uh, and so maybe just as a family to brainstorm on ways, how can we reach your friends during this time? Should we bake them some cookies? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we even just start with praying for your non-believing friends right now that you're not going to see them at school, but you know, you're, you, you still have some interaction. How can you as a family reach your friends? That might yeah, be by the way, um, we appreciate those of you guys that do view our podcast and comment because a few of you that commented last week talked about just simply what are some things that your family is trying to do during this time right along these lines. So we were so encouraged by that, just to read them uh, and just to like them. Uh, so please continue uh, to comment and to share with us the ways in which God is working in your household towards this end. Yeah, great. We look forward to more comments then because, you know, PT, we hardly get any comments. So we're begging here for some comments. <laughs> All right, well, as we close out this episode, um, PT, let's talk about the church family. We're talking about church's family. Uh, the exciting, exciting membership transfer. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, that's happening on Wednesday night. In fact, um, you know, we usually record on Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. So that's happening tonight. So hopefully you'll be able to, to get this in a timely manner. Uh, but this is such a simple gesture that reminds us that making disciples is a church family affair. So we have four member candidates who in the prayer meeting tonight will be officially transferring into our church family through taking a pledge, but
but also through them being introduced and them uh, being welcomed into our church family this way. Now, this is definitely different than what we normally do when we do this in the context of a worship service, but I'm just so excited to see that indeed, even though our doors have not been opened the same, that the church doors in terms of our hearts and our spiritual family and the opportunity for us to reach people, uh, that's open, if anything, wider than ever as we seize the opportunities that are ahead of us. So hopefully you're able to see this before tonight because lots of notifications have gone out for you to be there. We just want you to be there. And then we'll see you at prayer meeting. Welcome our four new brothers and sisters into the SCPC Walnut Church family. And that reminds us that we're a vibrant church of disciple makers. That continues to be our vision as mm -hmm. we welcome new members. That is just an encouragement to me that God is at work and he continues to work in his church locally and globally. And yep. we thank God for blessing us with these new members yep. uh, that's joining us. So, you know, PT, as we think about um, even the reopening and, and what's up ahead for your family and for our church, I'm optimistic because of these members who are joining, that we continue to have life and we have life because Christ gives us not only eternal life, but abundant life here on earth right now. So mm. I'm optimistic. I know that it's hard for people right now. And, but you know, keep our eyes up and we are a church of vibrant disciple makers. Amen. We'll see you next time. Bye.